Welcome to The Guardian, a podcast aimed to educate citizens about law enforcement practices. I'm your co-host, Madison Otto. Our guest today is Ellie Herndon. Ellie is a senior double majoring in supply chain logistics and management. She is serving her fourth year in the Mississippi State University Student Association. Outside of the Student Association, Ellie is also a College of Business Ambassador, a member of programming staff for New Maroon Camp, an alumni delegate, and a member of Kappa Delta Sorority. Ellie currently serves as a Mississippi State University student body president. Welcome to the podcast, Ellie, and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, listen, this thing is, today is going to be about uh, off-campus student living. And I've got some numbers here that I love. There are over 20 million Americans who attend college campuses, many of whom are leaving home for the first time. Um, these are younger men and women who are, are learning to live away from home while transitioning into adults. The college or university which they choose is based upon multiple factors. Many of the Guardian listeners, both parents and students, have reached out for a conversation concerning student safety. Uh, this conversation directed towards all off-campus living, and hopefully our listeners come away with a feeling of being more comfortable. And I want to say as a chief of police, I'm very honored to have you here. Can can I, can I call you uh, President Herndon, or do I call you Ellie, or uh, how, how do you choose to be called? Um, you can call me Ellie, or you can call me President Herndon, whatever um, is best fit for you, but I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, no doubt. Well, I'm going to go with Ellie, although you totally have earned through a, a fabulous campaign of becoming president of Mississippi State student body. Uh, again, a conversation. You just recently came back from a conference with um, they had the several different uh, student body presidents throughout the United States attending. Tell us, how did that go and what was that uh, about in, in regards to, did safety ever come up in those discussions? Absolutely. So um, towards the end of the summer, we had our annual conference with various SEC student body presidents. Um, it's with our typical 14 schools, and this year we were really thrilled to have um, the Oklahoma student government join us as we begin our transition um, into adding Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC. Um, but student safety was actually at the forefront of what um, we brought to the table with our um, discussions with Mississippi State University. I was able to give a presentation on our program and um, initiative with Uber where we help provide student discounts to the student body through Uber, um, paid for by our student association, um, and that we get a lot of questions from other SEC schools about that program, what that would look like at their schools. Um, And we see that student safety is obviously a very big priority across the SEC um, and nationwide at various universities. Um, So it was really neat to be able to share what we've done um, and how we're prioritizing that here at Mississippi State University and how that can translate to other universities. Excellent. Uber being a key tool now in the entertainment tour, uh, any larger areas where you're going to have entertainment district, you got to organize it. You need to be uh, definitely on top of it. If you've got a student body that can offer discounts, that's an amazing program. We just recently have reached out to Uber ourselves uh, on University Drive in our own entertainment district and designated uh, Uber uh, organized Uber pickups, which is something that a lot of universities are doing, and it, I think it's absolutely uh, important um, uh, in this day and age to to do that, to have an area uh, or particular areas uh, covered by uh, cameras in case something, you know, happens. Um, but if you're a university community and you haven't done that, it's something that you definitely need to consider for sure. 
Um, I'm glad to hear that safety was a part of it. Again, uh, taken back to our Guardian listeners, this thing is about education. It's about awareness. And um, I'm not only a chief of police in charge of uh, when they come off of campus, 20 plus thousand students and their safety. Um, I'm also a father and uh, whose children are either have hit that age as a freshman or or upcoming freshmen, and so I get it. I understand uh, the parents have a lot of concerns as to what they can do for the safety of their children. And uh, so, yeah, let's move into that discussion. Uh, as you were preparing here, you've heard something about the Gene Cleary Act, right? Yes. Yeah, and tell us what you learned about it. So while I was not entirely familiar prior to coming here, hearing that it's a priority through this act to be transparent, um, about safety-related issues on campus and making sure that things like that are being reported, being told to students and their parents, again, for transparency purposes, um, shows that safety is at the forefront of our universities, of our student bodies, of our cities um, that host college campuses. Um, and so getting to see that was, was really powerful and really impactful in knowing how valued I am as a student with my safety. Excellent. And Madison, tell our viewers a little bit of background on Jane Cleary. Okay, so Jane Cleary was a freshman at Lee University, and she was assaulted and murdered in her dorm on campus, and it was originally called the Student Right to Know and Campus Security Act, but it was also renamed after her in honor of her name. Um, it re like It's a federal law that requires colleges and universities who receive federal funding to prepare, publish, and distribute by October 1st of every year campus security and safety policies, and also crime statistics, um, and in the form of annual security report, and the Department of Education is in charge or is responsible for the compliance. This is important because everybody, when you're parents, you don't realize how the safety is still out there. The pressures that the Cleary family wanted what um, safety for their children 1985, when they were choosing Lehigh University, uh, the same that parents today want, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the backdrop of that story is pretty powerful. Um, Jean Clary chose uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, a smaller community, uh, amazing university, they thought at the time. And in, in April of 1986, mm -hmm. she met a violin. Uh, someone had left a dorm room open. Mm -hmm. uh, she was uh, assaulted and strangled. And her mother made it her agenda when she found out uh, that there had been 38 violent crimes to occur in under three years on that campus. So, unfortunately, in the loss of her daughter, she brought to awareness mm -hmm. and uh, managed to get that federal act passed. And it is very important. And the reason why I bring it up is, I think, first of all, uh, Mississippi State does an amazing job. Uh, they work very closely with the Storeville Police Department. I know that uh, um, other universities close by do it, but there's a lot of universities that don't. It was pretty significant to me as a chief of police to see in 2019 a major northern university, um, California uh, institution, was hit with $2.5 million fine for failure to follow in common sense practices of reporting uh, violent acts. And and if you think it's just one, it's not. In 2017, 10 major universities uh, were cited for not following through on the Clary Act of just lack of transparency, lack of reporting. 
And and it's the same reason why we mentioned uh, a couple of times. Image matters when you're recruiting, but you you had better be fixing the problem and not uh, putting makeup on it. Right. And Absolutely. and and that is something that amazing that something that would you would think would be common sense is still not that other universities are struggling to do. So the reason why we're bringing it up, Mississippi State is an amazing university. We have a safe community. And when you look at your, everybody seems to be concerned about the top 25 in football. What they should, as parents, when they're making the choice, take a look at your top 25 in Clary. Uh, take, a, take a look at your safest communities. Take a look at your not-so-safest communities. Let that be part of the decision-making. I think, obviously, I'm, I'm preaching from the choir here. I think Mississippi State would stand pretty tall uh, if they choose that in their safety. Um, all right, so let's talk about student life, entertainment. Uh, what are some personal experiences either one of you have had, uh, scares or things that you think that the students need to know uh, when they are off-duty in a entertainment atmosphere, alcohol, things like that? What are some questions or experiences that you'll think of that we need to talk to our listeners about? Um, honestly, Whenever I came here freshman year, I had never even visited Mississippi State. And I'm from the coast of Mississippi, so it's kind of, like, odd not to know about Starkville. But I never knew about Uber, honestly. I didn't know if it would be here because it's such a small community. Like, why would they have Uber drivers if it's not a big community where you need to drive everywhere? Because, honestly, you can walk most places in Starkville. That's right. And I think it was just like very eye-opening to learn about, especially the initiative that Mississippi State just started doing of connecting Uber with Mississippi State and giving students discounts because it is expensive. Even though it's small, it's about like $10 per ride in Starkville. And not everybody has that. And it's a lot safer knowing that you don't have to figure out a way to walk someone home or to get someone to drive someone home in an entertainment industry or just in a place where alcohol is being consumed. When you talk about Uber, what was the driving factor? Did Was that an idea that you originated with your staff? Uh, tell us about that. It was an idea that came from my predecessor, um, so the president before me, Kennedy Guest, um, and I served on his executive team as the treasurer this past year. So that was an initiative that we all worked on, but we've had a longstanding dedication to providing that safe transportation for students. We previously had an, in an initiative called Cowbell Cabs, um, which was a free ride service to students. Um, but kind of back to the safety and the image issues we had, um, it it was white vans that were coming to pick up students. And so I think that that intimidated a lot of students. Sure. And we saw sure. that a lot of students were already using ride share services like Uber and Lyft um, and things of that sort. And to Madison's point, Starkville is very walkable to the accessibility issue, if people are wanting to take an Uber home, they have access to do that. But if they would prefer to walk, they can do that as well. But we wanted to continue with that idea of um, providing transportation to students that they can feel safe doing. So we made the transition to Uber in September of 2022. So we just made a year with that program um, and have been collecting a lot of data to see how students like it, yeah. um, to see if that's been a worthwhile um initiative that we've been doing if the students enjoy the the discount that they get if that's sufficient to help accommodate um their nightlife endeavors um we've gotten a lot of really good feedback so anyone that has an msstate.edu email address can utilize that um, and we're just really passionate about keeping students safe 
which I know all of you are as well here at the police department. So it's nice to see that people are working towards a common goal to accommodate to the students. Yeah, I normally we, we, you know, I, I shouldn't say this on a podcast with the president of Mississippi State University student body sitting right here. But I jokingly say that our officers are kind of like uh, high school algebra. Uh, we're really good at copying anything that looks good, right? <laughs> and uh, we copied uh, a safety zone that we tried to get into play for this year. It is very new, uh, where we established tents right across from uh, where we've asked for Uber to do our pickups. And the purpose of that is just like what you're talking about. It's about student safety. We recognize that these are young adults that uh, might have too much to drink or, you know, might have mixed medication. Uh, the purpose at that stage, if their friends are lost, they've, you know, there are a lot of good people in the crowd don't necessarily want to be attached to an individual that is really that far out. They look over and they see paramedics, they see firemen, they see policemen in a safety zone, meaning they're not going to jail. Bring them over. We will get them the medical assessment. We will get them the treatment that they need. We'll find them the way home, put them in official hands to where there's accountability there. That is something that goes so far. And again, it's something that simply we started copying from other agencies. We were behind times on that, something we should have been doing um, but we were effectively doing, and it is, like you said, it's about safety of the students. And I, I hope to advance that as the season goes on uh, to where we can continue to do it. I'll be honest, I think sometimes the volunteers uh, of where we kind of struggle a little bit, and maybe it's something that with your association we can talk about, you know, student volunteers. I think it it's really soft if you look over and you see fellow students that are occupying or assisting us to occupy the safety tent. And uh, to be able to let that wall down a little bit to say, hey, relax. And that's tough to do because, you you know, they might have just witnessed a fight around the corner and you will be going to jail if it's in front of our officers, right? <laughs> so it's tough to get the safety zone into play um, when it's just police hanging out there. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'd first like to say that it just says so much about the police department and the efforts of the Starkville community to provide that resource for students. Um, I know you mentioned that y'all may have been a little behind in getting that there, but the fact that it's even established says so much about um, how willing y'all are to protect students and their safety um, and to prioritize that. Um, I completely agree with what you said, that students feel more comfortable going to other students with things. I mean, we see that with our on-campus events and anything um, that happens within our student association. And that was a really big goal of um, my campaign with my vice president is that we wanted to kind of help be that liaison between the student body. Um, the student association can be a resource to students um, and kind of take advantage of knowing more information, knowing where to find their resources, whether that be on campus or off campus. So I think it would be great to have student volunteers there. I personally would love to come help volunteer and help ensure the safety of our student body. Awesome. That, you know what, today has been a busy day, but uh, when you accomplish something, that was just an accomplishment. So excellent. We, we look forward to working close in hand with you on that. And yeah, I mean, when you, every parent will say this, uh, they're concerned about their young, um, uh, if y'all will always be children in our eyes, you know, <laughs> but uh, as you experience um you know, alcohol and, and, you know, even there's narcotic element that's out there. Uh, the ability to uh, make good decisions, right? And sometimes you have to learn and sometimes you're going to make mistakes. 
Um, one of the things that I see as a chief of police that really impacts um, students in particular is poor planning and going out. Is it something, uh, um, both of you or sorority members, something that if within Greek life, do you talk about the importance of planning and having a buddy system or things of that? Yes. Well, in my sorority, we have an a new member educator that kind of, it, they guide the freshmen through their like first year in the sorority and they also like, make them aware of what to do off of campus and how to be safe getting home and what not to do and like ways you can they they also like make it very open that you can call any member at any time and they will pick you up they made it a big initiative and also with like social functions within the sorority they provide transportation to and from and they also have sober monitors that walk around the event just make sure everything everyone's safe and everyone's okay and you also have to like you can't just leave the function. You have to ride their transportation back and also have like a reliable ride home. I'd also add that through the Office of Fraternity and Sorority Life, every um, freshman or first year student that is involved in a Greek organization has to attend um, a department-wide new member class. So mm -hmm. kind of like what Madison was talking about, but on a larger scale for every chapter. Um, and one of the first topics of discussion in those presentations is a student-led presentation um, about alcohol awareness and um, safe consumption because I think the hard thing is that we we know that students will be consuming alcohol it's not like we're here to say you shouldn't do that or belittle anyone for choosing to do that but it's more important to help students create those informed decisions regarding it it's not to say don't do it but rather if you're going to do it be safe about it be informed about it um, and we're here to help you. And kind of to Madison's point as well with um, ideas such as sober monitors and providing transportations to functions, it's kind of a way to meet the students halfway. Um, again, to not make them feel bad about the decisions they're making, but just help them be more informed and more, more conscious about the decisions and efforts that they're making. No doubt. I would love for our department, and of course, like I said, Mississippi State does a wonderful job in their student outreach and what they do. But anytime you guys have that discussion for off campus, I would love for our department to be there because what we see, yeah. we, we see, you know, your cell phone is such an important part. And by the way, uh, a compliment to your generation. All my generation had to go off of was Animal House movies to, to know how to act in college. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have uh, all the internet. Uh, I'm dating my age here, but that's what we thought college was about when we showed up and, uh, you know, excessive drinking and falling out and, and thinking that was the way. And I think that the Greek culture has done a really good job through education. And it's been essential that we don't have more events than what we do. One of the problems I see is the cell phone is the constant connection, right? And, and you hear it all the time. I mean, you are the generation that really grew up with it. Um, the problem that I see is when people leave in entertainment, especially with young women, uh, they will have that cell phone advertising that they have it, and they feel that need for connection. Yet law enforcement all across America will tell you this, that that's probably the worst thing that you can do, especially if you are solo. Uh, and the reason why it's um, many times uh, if someone has ill intent, they're looking for someone that's not paying attention. They're looking for someone that is um, uh, hasn't noticed them. Uh, and it, it's pretty easy to notice someone with ill intent. First of all, they're going to be loitering, right? They're going to be hanging out, 
with no real purpose. They're kind of waiting for something, someone. So following your gut instincts, if you see something, say something. But if you see something that causes you to look up, look up again, reevaluate it. And you can't do that if you're in your phone. Now, your phone plays an important role. Every phone now has a camera, has a video, has an audio, has tracking capability. That's great stuff. Use it, keep it charged up, let people know where you're going and what you're doing. But very much like in the world of nature, predators like to strike when it's one person. Not when it's two, not when it's three, not when it's four. The bigger the crowd, the better. So pre-planning is very important at any college in America. Pre-plan. If you do find yourself by yourself, uh, then there's a couple of things that you should do. First of all, let someone know that's trusted, not someone that's inebriated, someone that's trusted to know what your plans are and where you intend to go and what you intend to do, all right? And then try to uh, find a safe route, uh, a well-lit route, one with lots of uh, individuals walking. We see that mistake a lot of times, too. And and I had a young lady a few years ago that say that, you know, she felt uncomfortable that someone was following her. And I said, well, where are you trying to go? She's trying to go to her complex. And so why didn't you simply get yeah, this large party event over here? Um, why didn't you just walk into that? She wasn't thinking that. She was thinking I had to get from point A to point B, and the more pressure she was under, the harder she was trying to get there when all she had to do was change directions, right? Mm-hmm. Simple stuff uh, to be thinking about when you're out there that I think in these discussions, especially with Greek organizations and throughout social media, that we need to push a little better. Just use your cell phone. Use it as an effective tool, but don't let it become a distraction when it's time to focus on what you're doing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. What are some safety concerns other than going out would anyone have, like freshmen, incoming freshmen or parents? I think a really big concern that we see with freshmen is that sometimes they may just be unfamiliar with new territory. Um, And so to kind of your previous point talking about if you are, um, I know this kind of ties back to nightlife, but if you are out and about in our cotton district or just, um, you know, in the Starkville community, knowing your surroundings and being familiar with where you are. Um, I, I can remember freshman year, how long it took me to learn the Starkville community, even if I was in my car driving around it. It's a lot to take in a new place. Uh, so I think it ties back to just being informed um, and taking some time to learn this new place that freshmen are in. I think that parents have really valid concerns and thinking I'm sending my freshman or first first year student to this new place that they, if they were like Madison, they may have never been to before. Um, it's very unfamiliar territory. So I think that Starkville has done a great job of being a community to these college students and making this, you know, four-year endeavor that you spent or however many years you may be in college uh, feel like home. And so helping students realize that um, they just need to take the time to learn their surroundings and realize all the opportunities that are around them. It's the same challenge our police department faces. When we hire new officers, they have to know the community. And we'll tell you firsthand, any college community you move to is going to look different in the daytime than will it will at night. Check out both when you're in the safety of your vehicle. And uh, also, again, to take it back to the cell phone, many times we'll get students, and we've got some interns here that live in the county. They go to school and the university, and yet when they uh, do entertainment, they come into the city. That's three different jurisdictions. Use your phone to follow 
the social media trends. I think wherever you are, I think law enforcement is getting there. A lot of us are where we need to be. But we're getting much better at pushing out information on our social media. So if you know the area where you're going to be living, go ahead and make that intentional effort to start following the um, jurisdictions that are going to impact you. I think that's one thing that you can do that helps bring awareness to your surroundings of what might be taking place. And then, like you said, uh, we have to do it for our officers. We have to, uh, they're actually required to get out on foot and walk certain areas so they know because when they're running or pursuing someone, they don't need to hit a ditch and figure out this was there, you know? And uh, so daytime looks different than, than nighttime for sure. And uh, I think that, again, going back to planning and making that kind of part of your parental, hey, I want to get my child prepared. Here's here's the city map. Take a look at I was also about to mention maps. Like Starfield PD does such a good job as especially when big events are happening off campus or during football games, just posting all maps, every single like place where police presence will be and how to get home safely from the games. I think they y'all do a fabulous job at that. And also like a nightly reminder to lock your doors just to prevent everything. I think and not the PM routine. That is so you wouldn't believe that internal discussions on that, but uh, yeah, they're they're getting really good at what they're. Pushing. I know, and then as well as coffee with a cop. I mean, a lot of I feel like a lot of students also don't know about that. No. but I feel like it could help um, students like get acquainted with police. So whenever they do see the checkpoints or just the tents set up in entertainment areas, that they don't feel scared to just go up to them because. Honestly, before I started working here, like I was terrified to go up to a police officer. But like now working here, like any everyone just wants to help. Right. It doesn't have to be a scary situation. Yeah. We had that just the other night at Bulldog Bash. We had an incident where a young lady needed some information. She approached us. Her friends were like, no, no, don't. What they didn't know is that her father was retired from this department. She didn't need the officers. <laughs> But you could see them kind of, you know, holding her back and we're like, look, it's 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 okay, just relax. But you know, seeing that firsthand um makes us realize we got a long way to go. Uh, no doubt. But thank you for your comments on that. <laughs> to bring it back on one of the things that I think students have to face is property crimes, right? It whether you're talking on campus or off campus, uh, throughout the United States, that is perhaps one of the number one things that we deal with. And for us, a key component in that where there's not a lot of accountability, it's just word of mouth, are the property managers. There's not a lot of houses that are open in any student housing atmosphere. So once you come off of campus, you are finding yourself doing what? Moving into a part of complex. And ladies and gentlemen, I can speak from experience that not all apartment managers are the same. Um, and uh, so when you do move into these uh, complexes, Take the same energy and effort you did in researching your university. Research the apartment complex. Um, call, ask around. Uh, that's going to be some important stuff as you're dealing with uh, property crimes. And I would say invest in technologies. Cameras are cheap. Uh, I looked at a system that could handle 24 doors and windows and a, a, um, a small video system for under $300. Technology is getting there. Invest in that. Also, a small portable safe. Many times for women, it's jewelry, things of that nature. Uh, they're not expensive. Just uh, take it attach it to something that's unmovable. Those will go a long way in saving you from property crimes. Absolutely. I've seen a really large increase in students who have started using 
um, devices like ring doorbells um, to provide safety. I know I can speak from experience at my apartment complex that I see a lot of those. And you've read or I've read so many stories about how that has almost saved someone's life, just having that technological um, accessibility. So I think that that's a great recommendation for students um, because it, it almost feels like you're starting over when you're you know, you do your college search freshman year, but then you almost have to start over when it's time to find housing again. You try to do that research all over again um, and, you know, find safe places to live. That's at the forefront of finding a place to live is finding a safe place to live. No doubt. And when you ask these managers about, you know, um, who has access to the keys? Well, maintenance is maintenance. Schedule what's the protocols there. Get in depth with it. And to go back on the um, door uh, cameras, they're amazing, and I've got to put in a plug here for the Starful crowd because uh, 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 do the camera registry. Uh, a lot of programs are starting to set up the FUSA systems. Do the camera registry. It's not that we're wanting to see what you look like in your bathroom. It's not connected to our systems. It <laughs> lets us know, okay, uh, we have a camera here. So if a, a crime takes place down the street, we're able to simply circle all these camera registries. We push out to your email, through your text messaging, hey, look. Check your systems. Someone down the road, some event has taken place, and it really saves time because if you're looking after your neighbor, right, and you're able to provide this information, you're not the victim next week. And so I had to get them when I heard doorbell. Yeah, those are amazing systems, and we highly encourage. Yeah, and I also feel like people, like, especially when I was looking for apartments, like, I just kind of just picked an apartment. I didn't really think about property crimes. I don't know why I did it. I was thinking about safety, like someone breaking into my house, but obviously there's a lock and, like, cameras and stuff, but I never thought a property crime would happen in an apartment complex just because I haven't lived in one, maybe. I don't know, but... And now working at the police department. <laughs> <laughs> my head is constantly on a swivel. <laughs> That's what we need for everyone. Uh, well, ladies, I've absolutely enjoyed the podcast here. I hope that our viewers came away with a little bit more education, again, at a national level of what uh, students can do and what parents can take a look at and really uh, yeah, evaluate. I know the top 25 football is important for everyone, but take a look at the top 25 in Clary. And, and again, a credit to um, Lehigh University there now since that disastrous uh, have been one of the safer programs for a long time. They got the idiots out of there, and they put people in charge that know what they're doing. And uh, so credit to that. But, again, thank you all, and thank you to our listeners for um, coming online with The Guardian. We appreciate you.